Everybody identities is kept safe and hidden except for my own. All these stories are true. If there was any illegal activity in the statute of limitation or have not expired, I'll use the word allegedly. But I don't think there's anything um, criminal within this story whatsoever because my um, baby father um, is a lame um, he's a deadbeat, but he's the lame. He wasn't doing anything too much illegal, people, okay? So we're going to go and jump right into this week's story time with Lo, the baby mama. So as you guys know, I am a mother of two. I have a daughter, and I have a son. I had my daughter when I was 17, and I had my son when I was 19. So this first half of the baby mama is going to be regarding um, my daughter's sperm donor. The second part, of course, will be regarding my son's sperm donor because I am the baby mama, but I have two baby daddies, okay? So, I met, which we can call him Earl. I met my daughter's um, other half of her DNA, Earl, when I was 16. I have a cousin who I was really close to. He was like my brother. And he was actually in a committed relationship with Earl's first cousin. And they were expecting their first child. So he used to pick me up from high school all the time because my cousin um, was a big time dope dealer. Had the fancy cars, the foreign cars. So he would come pick me up. And I'm like, eh, you know, stunting on everybody getting picked up in the bins or whatever. So I would always go back to his house and hang out over there. And him and his lady at the time, who is Earl's first cousin, thought it would be cute to hook myself and Earl up. Now, throw me some bail here, people. I was very young. I was 16, and they had a picture of Earl in the house. And so Earl, you know, it was his graduation picture. So, you know, I thought he was cute. Now, mind you, if I was to meet him now, if I had never met him then, then I was to meet him now, I never would have talked to him, okay? But I was 16, and he was not in high school, people. I was 16. He was in his early 20s. I think the motherfucker should be locked up. I, I think I should call Benson the Stable Law and all the SVU. I think the nigga are killing me, and I'm ready to tell my story. Lifetime call me, okay? But he was in his early 20s. I was 16. And um, his his cousin gave him my number. You know, cell phones was just starting to be the popular thing. Don't come from my age, people. I'm only 35. I'm not old. So him and I started to communicate. I wouldn't even say we was dating because we never went out on dates. Like, we weren't going out to restaurants. We weren't going to the movies. I mean, I was 16. He was in his early 20s. Um... He had a plant job, which where I'm from, Anderson, South Carolina, when you have a plant job or when you're like a supervisor or something, people, you know, see you as having money, which he was making a few dollars, you know. Um, he was being paid um, close to $20 an hour at that time. So, mind you, this is 2003, and so I you know, I'm 16, I'm working at Arby's making, I can't even remember, maybe $7 and some change, possibly, maybe less, who knows, but he definitely was making more than me, and he had a Honda, he was still living at home with his mom, but I mean, hell, I was too, I was in high school, so, 
him and I would um, meet up at my cousin's um, house. Earl and I would because, you know, that's where we would hang out and stuff. And, um, you know, he would be at work during the day. I would be at school doing school stuff. So I, I can't even say, like, we were in a relationship at the time. It's just I was young. You know, he was a little bit older. He wasn't a dope boy by no chance. He was a country bunkin'. But, um, you know, I thought, you know, I was doing the damn thing. He got money, he got a car, and all this other type of stuff. So he took me to his mother's house. And this was actually the first night him and I had sex, y'all. Now that I look back on it, I don't even know how we produced this child, okay? But he took me back to his apartment where she lived with his mother and that should have been a red flag right there to fucking run y'all because his mom literally had on like a black silk slip and this motherfucker was baking chocolate chip cookies when we walked in and it was weird to me because I'm like what mother is walking around in lingerie baking her son chocolate chip cookies so let me pause right here Earl is her only child Okay, she had a daughter prior to Earl, but that child passed away as an infant. So Earl was her only child. She did not have a man, and her whole life revolved around Earl. Sis had no life whatsoever. Did not know it at the time, but seeing her in the, in some black silk lingerie, baking fucking chocolate chip cookies for her son, yeah, that was definitely a red flag. So. Him and I go into his room, and we proceed to have sex. Now, this was not my first time having sex, but it definitely, um, I definitely was still a beginner. But even I knew then that even though I was a beginner, even though I was a novice at it at the time, I was like... I don't think this is how it's supposed to be. Because, like, in all honesty, and I'm not just saying this because we're not together, I think y'all should know me enough by now to know that I don't just say things to say it. It be the absolute truth. Earl had a little dick. Earl had an enlarged clitoris. Earl's, when I look back on it now, like I said, I don't know how we produced his child because Earl's sex was trash. He had a little penis, the condom barely stayed on it. And at this time, like I said, I was a novice. I wasn't like I was riding dick or doing all the tricks and shit that I, you know, do now. I wasn't even performing oral on him. I say that, um, cause it wasn't anything to perform on. I was like, I just, this, I was just like, ugh, this this just can't be it. Like, I walked out of there confused. Like, as a novice at the time, I walked out confused. Like, okay, I know it, I know it's not supposed to be like this. I, I feel like it, sh- it should be better. But I don't know how to get to better. You know, it's like when you're going somewhere and you can see the destination in your head, but you don't know exactly what road to take to get there. Yeah, that was me. So, this was... December 2003, because I was on winter break when this happened. Um, Coming back from winter break, probably around um, in January, beginning of February is when I found out I was pregnant. 
my menstrual cycle came on like clockwork. So when it did not come on on the day that it was supposed to come on, mind you, we didn't have all these apps now like we did then. So I had a calendar. And when it did not come on at all that day, I immediately knew that I was pregnant. I didn't have any symptoms, didn't have any sore breasts, but I immediately knew. Now, with me being 17, yes, I was 17 because I turned 18 after I had my daughter. I met him when I was 16, got pregnant when I was 17, was technically still 17 when I had my daughter and turned 18 the next day. So me being 17 at the time and pregnant, being in my senior year of high school, I was terrified because my initial plans were to actually go off into the Air Force. I was already signed up, had already been um, to, I think it's Fort Jackson in Columbia. Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong. It's been um, damn near 18 years since this happened. Um, and this was prior to me finding out I was pregnant, so I had already enlisted. I had already been to the Fort Jackson. I had already had my test. And also on top of that, like, my grades were all A's. Like, I graduated top 10 percentile. So I also graduated with an academic scholarship. So um, I had plans on leaving, like, leaving home, leaving my town. Um, the Air Force was my way out. The Air Force was my way of paying for school, even though I had an academic scholarship, but I also wanted to see the world. So when I found out I was pregnant, it was shocking to me. I was terrified. I was scared. I was ashamed. Like, I didn't know what to do, so I hid my pregnancy. And I know y'all are like, how could you hide your pregnancy? I didn't start showing until I was about six months. And even then, I still had a small belly. And I could suck it in to an extent to where you couldn't tell I was pregnant. But, y'all, it was hell trying to hide that shit. Like, you know, people in school was, you know, rumors was going around that I was pregnant because my breasts was getting bigger. I was wearing, um, like, bigger shirts, even though I wasn't showing, but I was just tired all the time. I was sleepy. I was throwing up all the time, and I was just saying, oh, you know, it's my menstrual, or I'm sick, because normally with my menstrual cycles, I would get sick, and I would vomit, so it wouldn't be nothing. But it was hell trying to hide it. Like, I felt bad all day, every day, because, I mean, it was tiresome trying to hide it, going to school, um, trying to figure out what I'm going to do, and um, it was just a, a mental thing. And at that time, I was not talking to him either. Um, him and I had stopped talking. I don't know exactly what happened, but him and I was not talking. We had no communication. Oh, I do remember what happened. <laughs> it just, just remembered. I actually called him and told him that I was pregnant. And his response was like, damn, well, what are you going to do? So when he said that to me, um, like, it was just like, okay, you on your own. Like, what you going to do, not what we going to do. It was what you're going to do. So I stopped talking to him. So my friends knew I was pregnant, and my friends knew how toxic my household was with the parentals that I had. So that was another reason why I was terrified. So I actually went up to my recruiter at the Air Force and told them that I decided not to go into the Air Force, did not give them the reason as to why. I just told them that I just did not want to do it. Um, I graduated in May of 04. Still no one knew I was pregnant except for my close friends. Parentals still didn't know. And let me just say that that just goes to show how much um, my parentals paid no attention to us. 
Like, we would come and go as we please. Like, I pay attention to my kids. Like, I can tell when their energy is off, when something is going on with them. I ask them questions. Now, do I know everything about my kids? No, right? But I do my best. Like, I would literally walk by um, her, my mom, and have on a tight shirt with my belly showing. And she just was not catching on at all. So, the day, I've, I've already graduated. So, graduated, I even had a graduation party at my house. So, it was probably a few weeks after graduation. And I had my friends over because I've decided I have got to tell her I am scared. I want it back up. So, I proceed to tell her that I am expecting. She has her crown royal in one hand because she has a little glass and she has a cigarette in the other. Um, she proceeds to go off, to yell, to cuss, and all this other type of stuff. And one of my close friends at the time, she decided, you know, she was going to defend me because she already knew I was having a hard time dealing with this. And she didn't like my mom anyway. Like, no one really likes her in all honesty. I would be honest. I don't fucking like her, okay? And so uh, she proceeds to put everybody out. And she was like, oh, you invite your friends over here so they can protect you. Now, no one can protect you. I mean, she was going off. So I ended up calling one of my cousins. She had a car at the time, so she came and picked me up. And I went and stayed at her mom's house. My cousin who came to pick me up, she was pregnant at the time. Um, she is the one that I speak of in the boy's mind. <laughs> and... Debbie was also pregnant at the time. I had my daughter in September. Debbie had her daughter in December. And then my other cousin had her daughter in January. So, yeah, the family was thinking, like, there was a pregnancy pad. No, we were just out here fucking and didn't know what the hell was going on. Now, um, mind you, this was this was back in, we're still in 2004. So I go to my cousin's house that night and I stay with her. You know, her mom, may she rest in peace, was very welcome and very loving. I felt safe there. So the next day, my mom called me. She hadn't calmed down. So, of course, you know, she had the regular questions. Who is this guy? Who is his people? What's his blood type? What's his last word? Social, all this. So I called him, and I let him know, hey, I'm still pregnant. So then I talked to his mother, that demon. And she's like, well, why didn't you tell us? Uh, bitch, I told your fucking son, okay? Because that's who I had sex with. I told him. He did not seem to care. So I decided to handle this the best way I felt like at the time by myself. So once it's all out in the open, you know, I had baby showers. I had six baby showers in total. Um, so my daughter had everything she could ask for. Plus, you know, the stuff that I bought. Um, notice I said I bought mm-hmm, crib, uh, bassinets, all that stuff, right? So I'm still working um, at the time, I'm going to school, went ahead and cashed in on my academic scholarship, and I decided to go to a local college in the in the city. And so I'm at work in September 19th. I'm at work. I'm working at Arby's. Um, by this time, I'm a manager, and I'm working there with the the other manager. It's just me and her, so it's like the afternoon is slow. And I proceeded to start having contractions. My contractions weren't close enough. They wouldn't hurt me enough. So I was like, hey, I could finish out my shift. So she's rubbing my back. We're getting orders out. People's like, oh, my God, you need to go home. No, I'm fine. 
Um, I go home. I get me some fries from McDonald's. I take a shower. I, I haven't told anyone I'm in labor. I have not. So he come picks me up. We go back to his mom's house, and I go to the bathroom, and I see my mucus plug has come out. So I'm like, okay. So, um, and I started bleeding a little bit. So, yes, listen to details, people, the details. So I go back home. I tell my mom I'm in labor. I'm going back and forth to the bathroom because I feel like I got to, you know, take a number two. Um, my best friend at the time was actually on her way back to college, and I called her, and she's like, turn the car around, turn the car around. I'm like, no, 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 go off to school, go back to school, because she was going to University of South Carolina at the time. And so finally, maybe it was after, it was after midnight, because I remember sitting up in bed watching Jay Leno. I used to love watching The, the Tonight Show with Jay Leno. I was like, okay, it's time. I kid you guys not, my mama threw the covers off of her. She was already dressed in her finest cowboy jumpsuit. Um, my bags and stuff was already packed, but she gets in the car and leaves and forgets me at the house. So she backs the car up the street. This literally happened. People, I wish ring doorbells exist at the time so there could be footage. So we get to the hospital. I get checked in. This is the part that I hate because they want you to sign all this fucking paperwork while you're having contractions like ma'am like please get this paperwork out my face but let's get to the good part i had my daughter september 20th 106 p.m finally gave birth to her seven pounds four ounces um his family was not thinking that this was his baby so instead of them coming up there they sent one person up there to take a look at her and they was like, oh, yes, it's his child because she came out looking just like him. The nurses and the doctors were like, oh, my God, she looks just like him. Like, I remember my mom said, damn, Mario, what did you do in the bedroom? Nothing. No, I fucking didn't. I'm a no. And I was at this shit. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was just there. Give me a trophy for just showing up and participating, okay? So his ragged-ass family um, comes up there to the hospital. My family is up there. And this was literally... The beginning of the end. Hey guys, you are listening to a story time with Low. And if you love a story time with Low, if you love any of our regular um, Loose Lips podcast episodes, please make sure you are leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and rating us on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. You can also listen to us on iHeartRadio, Google Play, YouTube, um, Anchor.fm, and make sure that you sign up for our Patreon page. The link to everything can be found in our bio on Instagram, Loose Lips Pod. Make sure you follow us on there. Join our Facebook group up under the same name, a Loose Lips Podcast, and follow us on Facebook, Loose Lips Podcast, as well. Join us, discuss topics with us, um, email us if you have any stories, any comments, um, if you want to get ad space, work with us. Just tune in. As always, it's me. And control all that stuff, so you're only going to be talking to me, people, okay? But, yeah, make sure you do all that. Tune in to us every week, and let's go ahead and wrap up this story. So, as I had my daughter and his ragged-ass family came up there to do a visual paternity test, um, there was a Wendy's that used to be across the street from this hospital. So I asked him. I had her at 1.06 p.m., people, so let's keep in mind the time. So I probably was put into a regular room by 3 o'clock because I was tired, y'all, from pushing and everything. Like, I had never did anything like that. And to think that I did it for a second time. So I asked him to go 
get me some fries from the Wendy's across the street because I was hungry and I did not want any hospital food. So he leaves. This is probably around 3 o'clock in the afternoon. The man did not come back until the next day, people. You heard me right. The next day, he left around 3 to go get my fries. He did not show up until the next fucking day. And he still did not have my fucking fries. And if you know me, even though I've been on this weight loss journey, I still have a weakness for fries. So where was he at, people? Well, come to find out. I found out after I had my daughter that I was the side chick. Yes, people, you heard me correct. I was the side chick. I did not know that he had been dealing with, uh, we would call her Charlene. Charlene was his high school sweetheart that he had been dealing with for years. Did not know that he was in a relationship with this young lady. And, uh, yeah, I was the side chick. Oh, but the story's going to get better, y'all. So y'all just hold your pearls, okay? So... Let's take a little, let's get off track for a second. Charlene was his high school sweetheart. Charlene, Charlene was biracial. Charlene put me in the mind of Miss Piggy. If you picture Miss Piggy, this was Charlene. But Miss Piggy was pretty. This bitch was unattractive. So let's continue. So I come home with my baby. And um, his family, like, oh, my God, just did not respect my family. I was just popping up whenever they wanted to, bringing extra fucking family members I remember um, my mom had to go out of town, and so she wanted me to go stay at my godmother's house because I had just had my daughter, you know, to make sure somebody was there to help me. But his mother his mother wanted me to go to my godmother's house but to leave the baby with her. No, bitch, that's not how it fucking works. So she calls and leaves this nasty-ass voicemail on my mom's answering machine. House phone people, okay? So I save the motherfucker. So my mom can hear. So my mom comes back from out of town. She's like, okay, I heard Lori Yell's side of the story. That's my government name. Damn, I can't believe I said it. But okay. She's like, I heard Lori Yell's side of the story. What's your side of the story? And his mom was like, no, I don't want to tell my side of the story, but I just want to get the stuff that I bought for the baby. Yes, people. They were the type to take back stuff that they bought when they were mad at me. They took back a high chair. They have taken back diapers. They have taken back formula. Anything that you can take, think of, they would take it because they were mad at me. So they would punish the baby, right? Doesn't make any sense. So I had my daughter in September of 2004. February of 2005, Valentine's Day. It was a cold and rainy day. Yes, people, it really was cold and rainy because I can remember it like yesterday. I had my daughter with me. I'm with my cousin, and we go over to another one of our friend's apartments. And she has one of her female cousins there. Don't know this girl from a can of paint. But, yeah, she knew me. You want to know why she knew me? Because she worked with Earl, my daughter's sperm donor, and they were sleeping together. So now there's me, there's Miss Piggy, and now there's this new chick that Earl has. Now by this time, Earl and I have actually moved into an apartment together. Why? I don't fucking know. I think it was mainly because one, I'm like, we have this baby together. We need to raise her together. And two, I wanted out my house. So I go back to our apartment and 
And like all this information is coming my way. I'm getting messages, people telling me, you know, well, yeah, he is fooling with her. We seen them out to eat together. So this is what was happening. So I, I didn't have my car at the time. So um, I would be I would drive his car while he was at work. He worked second shift. He had to go in at 3 o'clock. So I would have his car because I would work and I would have the baby. So it only makes sense that I would be driving his car. So when I would pick him up from work, when I would pick him up from work at 11 p.m., he would take me and my daughter back home, and then he would drive off and go pick up this other chick, not Miss Piggy, this other chick, and they would be together because she described his room at his mama house, how my daughter's shoes was lining, his dress and everything. And that just goes to show people, don't ever think that no matter how long you've been with a dude or if you got his kids or whatever, that his family, his mother, will have your back because his mother and his family knew about all these bitches that he was dealing with while him and I was, quote, unquote, together and living together and raising this child. They met everyone, okay? My daughter's first Thanksgiving, we went to his grandmother's house and had dinner. He brought us back up the road. He picked up Miss Piggy. And took her back down there. So don't ever think that you are in with the family like that. Don't ever think these motherfuckers love you, okay? They love his ass. Ain't gonna stand ten toes behind his ass, okay? So, where the fuck was I? I done got mad all over again, y'all. It's been damn near 20 years. So, I'm getting all this information. So, I'm at the apartment. She actually calls my phone. She's like, hey, I just wanted to let you know this information because you're young and you don't deserve this. I'm just like, bitch, do you think we're about to be fucking friends? Like, you are sleeping with this man and him and I are supposed to be together. And let me backtrack a little bit because I kind of knew something was going on with him. He would come home and he would be mad and he would be upset. And I'm like, what the fuck you mad for? I didn't do anything to you. Like, we ain't even been around each other all day. So I don't understand why you're mad. He was mad because he was upset with whatever his other side chicks was out there doing. And would come home and take that shit out on me. So he comes in the house. He's all mad and all this other type of stuff. I confront him about the situation. And, you know, of course, he's denying everything. But, I mean... I didn't see it for my own eyes, but the girl is clearly telling the truth. Because, like, how would she know how my daughter's shoes were lying in the dresser at your mother's house unless she was in that bedroom? So by this time, him and I are still residing together because I did not want to go back home. But also, you know, he has to hire a paying job. I couldn't afford that rent by myself. So there would be times where I would just want to go to the grocery store just so I could have me some me time because mind you, I'm going to school, I'm working, and I'm taking care of a baby. And, you know, just have him watch her just so I can go to the grocery store by myself. And he would act a plum fool. Oh, why you want to go to the grocery store by yourself? You must be going to meet some nigga. Yeah, I'm going to go meet a nigga on aisle two, okay? Right by the flower, I'm going to kiss him. Like, no, I just wanted me some me time. And as I look back on it now, at that time, I did not know that those were red flags, that those were the signs of a guilty person, a guilty conscience, a controlling person. So to try to keep the peace, I would just pack up the baby. She would just come with me because in all honesty, he was not a hands-on father at all, which I don't understand why men feel like they can make the baby but don't have to be as hands-on, like changing diapers. Like, he only wanted to, y'all, I can honestly tell y'all, he had to be to work at three, right? 
So he would get up in the morning, get up seven o'clock in the morning, he would go to the gym and work out, would see her around noon, play with her for two hours and then leave and go to work. But the minute she would start to cry, the minute her diaper would need to be changed, he would throw off on somebody, me, his mom or whatever. He never was hands-on like that. So he's he's not only um, dealing with the other girl at his job, he's still dealing with Miss Piggy. So um, one night he was asleep. And um, by this time I had a second job. I was hosting um, at a restaurant. And someone came in there that knew them and was like, hey, I seen Miss Piggy. They said her name. But it was like, hey, I seen Miss Piggy at the women's hospital. And she's pregnant. And I automatically knew it was his baby. Because y'all be honest with you, ain't nobody else was fucking that, okay, but him. So when I got home, he was knocked out. I went through his phone because it was not locked, and I seen the text message. She was texting him about the baby, sending ultrasounds and everything. All right. I got you. He was asleep. Got me one of them good old casket um, iron skillets. I went to town. I did. I went to town on him. The week before that, I called myself cooking for him. I did not fry the chicken all the way. He bit into it and it bled. Because don't fucking play with me. Like I said, y'all, this was my villain story. So I went to town on his ass while he was asleep. Put him out, right? But before I put him out, and before I beat his ass with the iron skillet, I can say this. Statue of limitations are over. Well, allegedly. Let me just say allegedly, okay? I really don't know. Allegedly, I got a hold of his debit card and wrote down the debit card number, expiration date, and the three-digit code, and wiped his account out. Cleared it out, people. Took everything. Allegedly. Okay? Allegedly, I paid some bills, you know, ahead of time for a few months. Allegedly, you know, I just cleared the account right on out, and he was in the negative by the time, allegedly, supposedly, I was done with it. So I went to town on him with the frying pan. Of course, when you're woken up out your sleep like that, you don't have time to do a lot of things. So he grabbed, you know, a few things and left. But he asked to come back to get the rest of his belongings, which I said was cool. He came back to get them, and I was not at the apartment at the time because I did not want to see him. So my sister and I and my daughter got back to the apartment. Mind you, she's still an infant, and he was not there. But I noticed that he was washing his clothes in my washer and dryer that my mom had paid for. So my sister and I took his wet clothes out of the washer, did not let it complete because, like, you're tripping, put them in black plastic bag. plastic bag excuse me and I let them sit for two weeks let the clothes mold yes I did and then I dropped them off on his mom's porch and then he proceeded to text me um how he hated me and blah 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 and I was like yeah okay I hate you too it did not bother me so after that um when he left he was actually driving um, another one of his cars, it was like a really old car that was being kept at his grandparents' house, and I still had his Honda, which I was driving at the time because I did not have 
a car. I needed to get back and forth to work and take my, you know, daughter to daycare, wherever she needed to go. And so um, I had put brand new tires on the car because they needed it and I had been driving it. So he had texted me saying that, well, actually his mom, his mom had gotten involved because she was just nosy, doesn't have a life, still to this day doesn't have a life. And she had got involved. She was texting first. She had called my mom and was complaining about the fact that one, when I found out I was cheating with him, that well, one, when I found out he was cheating on me, that I had stopped sleeping with him and two, that I had put him out. And one thing I can say, my mom never got in the middle of our business because she's like, that's their problems. They got to figure it out. They're going through life. But, like, why are you calling, complaining about me not sleeping with this man? Like, why are y'all even having this type of conversation? Like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, these mugs were weird. Like, I remember one of my older cousins was like, you know, her elevator don't go all the way to the top. And it definitely doesn't. So, I had a friend who lived across... <clears throat> across from me in the apartment complex that we resided in. And she was like, hey, it looks like he's driving around trying to, you know, find the car. I wasn't there. I was out, you know, doing whatever. So long story short, um, he did come back and get the car. I mean, legally he could, you know. But I was like, well, hey, you know, I put brand new tires on the car because you said that I could still driving until I get my own so I was like you know either give me my money back or give me back the tires you know you're not going to be driving around in this car and these brand new tires that I paid for and I'm not even driving the car anymore and basically him and his mom was like no you're not going to get any money you're not going to get these tires and I was like either you can give me the money or the tires yes I was being petty the money or the tires voluntarily or I can get them involuntarily they still decided they wanted to play ball. So he was um, working overtime on third shift at the plant that he worked at. And so I sent my male cousins up there, and they took the tires off the car. So imagine getting off from work at 6, 7 a.m. in the morning, and you come outside, and your car is sitting on bricks. You've been working 12-plus hours, and you are tired, and you're ready to go home, and your car is sitting on bricks. I told you. I told you, either you run me up, run me my money, or run me the tires. They wanted to play hardball, so then you were left sitting on bricks. I don't play those type of games, none whatsoever. So, at this point in time, he has gotten back with Miss Piggy, um, the girlfriend, and they have gotten the house together. I don't remember if it was a mortgage or if it was being rented. It really doesn't matter. They had gotten the house together. She's currently pregnant with their child. Also in the midst of him leaving my apartment, he left his big screen flat TV with the surround sound system, like, you know, all the speakers and whatnot. And the cable was still in his name. So he was asking me if he could get the TV, the speakers, the cable, what have you. So at this point in time, I couldn't afford the apartment. It was it cost too much. I was not making enough money to be able to afford it. So I had to find me somewhere else to live, my child and I, and move. So, but let me back up for a second. So he's still with Miss Piggy. But prior to me moving out of the apartment complex, so this is where the story time I a stripper's playground could get interjected because once um, he was put out, I was working, I was going to school, I have a newborn, but I'm also like, I need extra money. 
So that's when I started dancing. So one day he had my daughter and she had a mosquito bite on her leg. And that whole entire day was crazy. Let me just say that. Like he he was just acting like he was not gonna bring her back. Like he was just acting crazy and his mom was just going along with it. Like she wasn't one of those moms that would tell her son, like, hey, you're acting stupid, you're acting crazy, you need to sit down, like, trying to smooth it over for the sake of the child. She was one of the ones that played into it, so he got his stupidity from her. So she had a mosquito bite on her leg, and he was trying to say that, you know, I was being negligent. So we ended up at the hospital. The doctor was like, what do you want me to do with this? This is a mosquito bite. I'm already frustrated. My sister is there. My best friend is there. My dad is going crazy. My mom has threatened to kill everybody at this time, not us, them. And so my dad came and got my daughter, and, like, we're in the hospital parking lot. Like, we're just over. The day is hot. It's the summertime. Like, this whole entire family has been acting crazy. Like, when I say there's no one on that side of, the, of his family that has any maturity, I mean, the grandmother is stupid, the grandfather is stupid, the mother is stupid, the aunts are stupid, the uncles are stupid, their offspring is stupid, their offspring, offspring is stupid, the entire bloodline is stupid. Like, and then they, they're from the country part, so they give me wrong turn to African-American vibes, okay? So, we're in the parking lot. Everyone is just, like, on pins and needles. I'm pissed. My sister's pissed. My best friend is pissed. His mom looks over at my sister and was like, why are you looking at me that way? My sister was like, because I don't like you. And swung and hit his mom. And our hair broke loose. And so, we ended up beating up his mom, his aunt, and his grandma. Yes, his grandmother, because, listen, grandmothers can get it, too, like, knuck if you buck. You jumped in. You thought you was big and bad. We laid you out as well. Fair game. Free fall. There's no EOE when it comes to whooping somebody's ass, okay? Equal opportunity employer over here, okay? So that happened. So after that happened, him and Miss Piggy um, got their house together, and she's pregnant with their child. And also around that time, I got pregnant with my son and still dealing with the issues of my first sperm donor. So he's calling me. He's like, hey, I need to get my TV back, all this other type of stuff. So I kept the cable in his name. But I don't know if y'all know this. Y'all might. So when you have cable and you have a cable box, a DVR, whatever, when the services get cut off, you have to return that or it goes on your credit. Well, since I knew it was in his name, I held on to it. And I gave the cable company enough time to be able to put it on his credit. And that's what happened. Yes. I held on to it. And then I also held on, held on to his TV his speakers, his remote controls, and his game. Actually, I sold the game. I sold the game he had and the games that came along with it and the controllers. I gave him his TV and his speakers back piece by piece. You said you wanted it, but you did not state how you wanted it back. You did not state that you wanted it in the condition that you left it. So he got those back piece by piece by piece. And by this time... Earl and Miss Piggy, their child has been born, and I'm still pregnant with my son. I'm a few months out with being with giving birth to him. So, 
side note, when I got pregnant with my son, I was still messing around with Earl. I know, stupid. I was still messing around with him, but I had also slept with my son's father one time. So when I got pregnant, I'm warm enough to say I was not sure who the father was because of the time frame. And I was very honest with the both of them. Um, I tested Earl first only for the fact that him and I have been sleeping with each other like numerous times and my son's sperm don't and I only slept together once. Tested Earl, he was not the father. Cool beans, really don't want to be dealing with you again with a second child. Tested my son's father, sperm donor, he was the father. Cool beans, you're still raggedy. We're going to get into that on another episode. So, in the midst of all this happening, Miss Piggy and him got together, got a house, had their son. I was pregnant with my son, had him. The testing happened. Him and Miss Piggy had a falling out. She left because they was very they were like worse, like way more volatile than him and I. She left um to I ended up over there at the house, not living at the house, but would be over there because my daughter would be there. Would bring my son, all this other type of stuff. We kinda called ourselves getting back together. Don't know why. Blame it on my age, blame it on stupidity. So Got word again that he was up to his no good antics, which I'm not shocked. So I decided I'm just going to leave the apartment, well, his house. But before I leave the house, I need to get my things. And when I say things, I mean the groceries that I bought. Not only did I take the chips, the juice, the water, the baby food, I took the flour, the sugar, the rice. I took it all. He came home. There was not a morsel of food in the house because I took it all. And, of course, his mom called. like, she took all the food. He has nothing to eat. God damn it, there's fast food restaurants, honey, okay? He can pull into a drive-thru anywhere and get something to eat. I paid for this food, so no. It does not stay with him, and I'm petty. you damn right I took the sugar. damn right I took the flour. you damn right I took every single piece of rice that was in that bitch. I paid for it. It's coming with me. So, <coughs> excuse me, we're arguing back and forth, going back and forth, whatever, whatever. So I got pissed off, and I broke into his house. Mind you, he had a security system. I tried to put in the code, but he had done changed it. Didn't give a damn. Broke into, this, broke into his house, ransacked his house, tore what I could, hopped in my car and left. As I was leaving, the police was on their way to his house, but they didn't know it was me. He knew it was me, but they didn't know, know it was me. Um, probably like a week or two later, I was at his house again. Um, I was there for something for my daughter. My daughter was in her car seat, you know, not the ones that sit up in in the car, but the ones like when they're like baby babies that that you can tote. So she was in her car seat, and him and I got into it about something again. And this, this midget Hulk threw something at me, and I caught it. And I was like, oh, okay, so this is what you want to do. Now, he has never 
and his life tried me like that. Now, he would put his hands, which I'm not saying it's right, but he would put his hands on them other bitches he would fuck with because I'll never forget his mom. Once again, his mom called my mom and was like, I just don't understand why he's never hit her. Yeah, yeah, that's what his mom said because once again, this bitch is stupid. And my mom was like, because he know fucking better. But this day, he didn't know fucking better. So he threw something at my head and I actually caught it. So what I did was I took my daughter out of her car seat. Well, actually first. Okay, so I kind of forgot she was in the car seat, and I picked it up and hit him with it, realized she was in the car seat, took her out the car seat and laid her down and proceeded to go to work on his head with that Greyco car seat. Shout out to Greyco. Like, the car seat was very durable. Um, it did not break at all. It held very sturdy as I went to town on his head. So I did that, put my daughter in the car seat, got in the car, and I called the police on him. You know, a few tears, the police came out. And I, even though I was the one that whooped his ass, I had him arrested. So after that, like, you know, it was just a bunch of, I mean, it was just very, as a, it was a very toxic situation. Um, I remember one time um, he called the police on me. We ended up at court. He told the judge I was trying to kill him. They just asked, he was like, you know, are you trying to kill him, miss? And I was like, yeah, actually I am, but he keeps running. I have no reason to lie. Didn't get locked up. They knew my family down there. But, yeah, like, you keep running, though, so we're trying to catch you. Like, stay still. Um, there was one one point where I had moved, and he did not know where I was at. I was still in the same city. No one in the family knew where I was at. I had kept my daughter away from them for a whole year because it was just very toxic. I, you know, just wanted some space. Like, I was young. Like, I was 19, 20 years old. Like, I became a mom at 17. Like, I'm still trying to figure out life. And now I have kids, and I'm going through all this mess with you and your family. It's just a hot mess. So police have been called. I've broken into his house, ransacked his house, stole the food, hit him with the baby, hit him with the car seat, took the tires off the car. But that's just the beginning. I know, right? That is just the beginning, y'all. That is not even a house. So what I'm going to do is go ahead and stop it right here. And I'm going to come back with part two of this because it's a lot. And I'm honestly, I'm not going to be sitting up here all night telling y'all this story. No, 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 no. You got to come back for part two because that's not even the half. Like all of that stuff has happened and my daughter is not even two. Right? I know. So... Come back next week for part two of the baby mama, okay? You can listen to this on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Anchor.fm, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast. Spotify, make sure you rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and review. Send me an email, DM, let me know what you think of that episode. Ask me some questions. I want to see if I can go online. And go up on the public records and see if there's anything still there that I can pull. And I'll post it to the Instagram page, which is Loose Lips Pod. Hit the link in that bio that'll take you to everything Loose Lips. This has been the Baby Mama Part 1. Come back for Part 2 next week.